We've moved on to Gordon Hayward rumors at this point in the offseason. Could he go to the Miami Heat? We'll discuss that today, plus the preseason schedule release on Locked On Hornets. Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free. We're available anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube, where you can continue to check us out, whether it be the Hornets that are real-time, current roster that we're talking about, or in the past. We've been visiting the Bobcats. Yes, we've been visiting the Bobcats era for every Mm -hmm. Hornets box score, a part of Doug's Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. We just talked about Steven Jackson's triple-double he recorded against the Phoenix Suns. So we got that episode out there yesterday. Go check that out. A game I was weirdly at. I attended that one, so I got to talk about that firsthand. Got to see Captain Jack actually get that first triple-double. So make sure you check it out anywhere you get your podcast, as well as checking it out YouTube, everyhornetsboxscore.com. Let's get to the rumors now. We got preseason schedule release. Like we're 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 getting there. We're crawling to the beginning of the NBA oh, beautiful, season. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. early August vibes, Walker. I'm just I'm feeling <laughs> it. We got a little pre. Nothing says early August like a little preseason schedule. In fact, it's when the preseason schedule comes out, Walker, that I'm standing in the shower and I'm thinking to myself. Do I even remember what it's like to watch the Hornets play basketball? And I'm not talking about Summer League. I'm talking about the real deal McGill Charlotte Hornets. It's it's this time every year where I'm like, man, do I even remember what that is like? So I'm I'm ready, baby. Yeah, preseason schedule release. It's the first time we get a bit of breaking news when the Hornets aren't involved in some of these offseason rumors where they usually aren't. I mean, maybe you get the Russell Westbrook, Miles Turner rumors, but the schedule release like, oh, yeah, here it is. We got an update. And so we're ready for Boston Celtics Greensboro Coliseum. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But let's get to this Gordon Hayward stuff first, Doug, because there was a report out there that I think from Sean Devaney of Sporting News that he was told by an executive, hey, watch out for the Miami Heat. They could possibly go after Gordon Hayward if this Donovan Mitchell thing doesn't work out for them. If he indeed does go to the New York Knicks, which a lot of people are hypothesizing, then maybe if that takes place, they would go after Gordon Hayward, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson would be involved in the deal to try to, one, match the salaries, but two, they've been trying to get off Duncan Robinson's contract as soon as they signed it a couple of years ago. What do you make of the rumors that have come about regarding Gordon Hayward? Well, I have a correction to make already. So this, uh, what I'm reading here, what I'm reading here is that Sean Devaney is part of heavy.com. Now he may also be part of sporting news. You're right. I I might've gone. Yes. (laughs) I think that was like three years ago. I could be way off on that. He could be gone from sporting news for like three years now. So I apologize to Sean Devaney. All right, so an NBA executive reportedly told Sean Devaney, quote, I think a guy they, they being the Miami Heat, will keep an eye on is Gordon Hayward. And it seems like that Gordon Hayward would would possibly be an option for the Miami Heat if, uh, yeah, if the Donovan Mitchell stuff all falls apart. Now, there is some history, Walker, between 
uh, Gordon Hayward and Miami Heat. The Miami Heat were the, the the bridesmaid in the Gordon Hayward sweepstakes that landed Gordon in Boston. And it seemed like Gordon had some good vibes for Miami, but ultimately uh, went with Boston. Uh, I think, obviously, you know, Brad Stevens, the connection there with Boston probably s- sealed the deal. But Miami was very interesting to him. And Miami, they you know, they had some problems last year in the playoffs. Gordon Hayward is somebody that can come in and, and and give them a little bit of boost on the defensive end. The players that are being talked about coming back to the Hornets in some kind of potential deal just because of salary matching are guys like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson that late in the season and into the playoffs, Duncan Robinson became unplayable for the Miami Heat because of his defensive issues. And Tyler Hero was also uh, not as big of a factor as he was uh, during the regular season in, in that playoff run. So some some interesting desire there on both sides. On Miami's side, it's to upgrade their starting lineup even more. On on you know Charlotte's side, I think the, the allure would be getting off of that Gordon Hayward deal. Yeah, it absolutely would be getting off the Gordon Hayward deal. The problem is getting Duncan Robinson's contract doesn't really help you. So you have to ask yourself, do you hate the final two years of Gordon Hayward's contract enough to take on Yes, less money from Duncan Robinson, but also a longer contract, if I'm not mistaken. Do you have the Heat payroll up? I do. To see? I, I know he got like, what was it, 23 a year? Is that what he signed for? Yeah, the guy. Yeah, let's let's just say this. The guy that I just said was unplayable in the playoffs <laughs> yeah. is on the books for $18 million next season, $19 uh, million okay. the following season, and then in 25-26 has a player option for almost $20 million. Uh, okay, so not quite yes. as much, but still bad. This it's all very interesting, you know. Gordon Hayward, the allure of Gordon Hayward. What, what, I would say a couple of things. One, I don't think this makes any sense for the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. Uh, n- two, I think that uh, the the Miami Heat giving up Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson for Gordon Hayward would would wildly, I think, outpace what I thought Gordon Hayward would command on the market. And they've been trying to, it seems like the Hornets have been interested in moving Gordon Hayward for a while now and haven't been able to get anything done. And I just can't imagine, you know, apart from the fact that it doesn't make any sense for the Hornets, it's still a big package. Tyler Hero is still a good player, had had a breakout season, could be on a Devin Booker-ish path. Duncan Robinson's still an elite shooter, could be a a good role player for a team, um, you know, and, and there may be some playoff issues, but could be a good role player in the regular season, at least. Um, so that would be a big package. I think coming back for Gordon Hayward, who I just haven't seen command that much because obviously I think the injury injury issues are an issue for teams. Well, yeah. Duncan Robinson at this point is a negative asset with that contract. So yeah. you got to attach something valuable. So really it's just Tyler hero being the positive asset coming back for a Gordon Hayward trade. I'm not a huge Tyler Hero guy, Doug. I mean, offensively, of course, he's fine. Defensively, we know that he's a real problem. Uh, Zach Lowe has mentioned how he feels like Tyler Hero is the most divisive, the most polarizing NBA asset that there is. It Maybe some executive thinks he could be an all-star, maybe multi-time. Other executives think he's like maybe at best a six-man coming off of the bench and able to fill it up. And so if, if you're talking about just health, you know, if, if we're talking about guys that are playing on the court, who is better? Gordon Hayward is still better to me. But do you want to get rid of Gordon Hayward in that deal to get off that contract, which is valuable, to bring back Tyler Hero to come in and I don't think make you any better and 
Then Tyler Hero goes because he only has this this one year left on his deal before he's going to sign a big boy contract. Doug, I don't want the Hornets to sign what it would take to keep Tyler Hero. So then he'd leave. You know, now, again, you're not giving up any positive assets here. And so that's that's the allure for Charlotte. At the same time, I, I think people might see Tyler Hero coming back and say, oh, awesome, this is going to be great. But even if you do view him as a positive dude, then he's still going to leave for a lot of money or it's going to take a lot of money to sign him. All right, so I've got some stats up on the screen here from Basketball Reference, uh, they, their player profiles. On the left... I have Gordon Hayward's player profile, his player impact per 100 possessions on the team. His LeBron rating, which you can go to basketball reference and uh, find out what all of that means, but it's measuring player impact, is minus one, uh, 48 percentile, grade C. Tyler Hero is on the right. His LeBron rating is negative 0.5. That's the 61st percentile above average at B minus. And it really is, it comes down to Tyler Hero's major impact on the offensive end where he's a net positive 86 percentile A minus, but he's an F, grade F on the defensive end. He's minus (laughs) 1.3, the 10th percentile. Mm -hmm. So it's just wildly different offense to defense. On the the left-hand side here for Gordon Hayward, He's a, a little bit of a minus offensively, but defensively, he's uh, a net zero, which is actually, uh, you know, according to the defensive LeBron's stat is good. 56 percentile C plus, or it's an average. He's average impact on both the offensive and defensive end of the floor. Walker, what has been one of the buzzwords for Steve Clifford coming in as the new coach? It has been balance on the offensive side of the floor and the defensive side of the floor. Tyler Hero is sort of the antithesis of that. So I don't, (laughs) yeah, again, a lot of this contractually play style doesn't make a lot of sense unless the organization really views Tyler Hero as somebody that can make a Devin Booker-ish leap. Like Devin Booker's, as much as I don't like him, I mean, is an elite player in the NBA. I don't think he's a championship player, but he's, you know, it's unquestionably he's one of the elite players in the league. Do they believe Tyler Hero could become that, and do they want to roll the dice on that? And, yeah, I, I would be shocked to see him become uh, a Devin, Book, uh, Devin Booker-type player. And, yeah, so the, the allure is to— Would it be get, shocking? Would get, it be shocking? I mean, because look at the— For Tyler that, Hero to get to Devin Booker level? Yes. Yeah, because look at— all but, NBA but first the, team. But look at the leap that he made from year two to year three. I mean, it was significant. Anyway, I mean, he was he was like a player to watch in his second year. But that this past season, he made a huge leap. And I Devin Booker made a huge leap. No, no, no. Tyler Hero made a huge leap. But I don't I don't think that like he I don't think it's out of the question that he could continue to improve. He's only he's coming into his fourth year. Okay, Devin Booker's a all NBA member. Like if we're saying Booker, then we got to go to three time all star young at 25 years old and an all NBA member this past season. Like we were talking about him as an MVP candidate outside of Nicole Jokic and Joel Embiid. You know, his, I'm, I'm not his, saying it's probable, but yeah. I'm not saying it would be shocking. You're saying shocking. You're using words like shocking and I, and I, and in I early stand, August. And I think that's I think that's incredible. I stand firm in that. Doug, Devin Booker, he's the lowest efficiency he had was like, yeah, it was the first few years in the league. But if you that that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but to see Tyler Hero go to a 48 percent field goal percentage type of guy and go first team all NBA, I, I will I'll. I'll put a lot of money on that. Tyler Hero never sees first team all NBA. Like I'll, I mean, I, there's just no way to me. 
So yeah, I, I think you're I think you're making it, look. If if you think that there's a possibility, fine. There's no way I'd I'd be willing to trade for that possibility. And I don't. I'm not saying you're saying you would, but there's no way I'd be willing to trade for that possibility. Like Devin Booker, I I know he's your snooker. I know <laughs> you've been doing that for years now. I get it, but man, like that. There's just no way to me. I don't I don't see any. I don't see any uh a way you can get there. All right. Let's talk about some other guys besides Tyler Hero, Devin Booker, to the Miami Heat. Coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Preseason schedule, it's released. We're going to break down every single game coming up next on Locked On Hornets, but not before we talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. It's your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, even golf. You can head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts preseason coming up next locked on hornets is locked on hornets and the google description here says on contracts made before june where the wheat is deliverable in december either wheat of the grades named or numbered <laughs> b shares batik of new york n dot b dot a dot so take that for what you will it's a lot of information i just threw at you i apologize what was the grade the yeah the wheat was graded uh c minus let's get them on it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So the Hornets announced their five-game 2022-2023 preseason schedule, even though it's 2022 because you're not going into 2023. So you have a few games to pay attention to here. Probably the main takeaway is that they're going to be playing the Boston Celtics in the Greensboro Coliseum, which will be pretty cool. That'll be in the middle of their five-game schedule. But what were some of the other things? Did you want to pull up the schedule, Doug? What were some of the other things that caught your eye? October 2nd, they kick things off uh, at Boston TD Garden. October 5th, they play Indiana. Winner, a winner goes home with Miles Turner. That's like the spectrum. <laughs> Please put some stakes on this game so we'd all be able to watch it. <laughs> well, we won't. It's not on TV. Uh, you can listen to it on WFNZ. That's I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get there. It's my yearly rant. Open up the microwave. Uh, oh, set it right. to dinner plate. I gotta reheat some. Reheat some takes. Uh, but that one's at the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, 7 o'clock p.m., October 7th, the one we knew about coming in, versus Boston at the Greensboro Coliseum at 7.30. That one is televised on Bally Sports and on WFNZ, October 10th. Wash against the Wizards, Spectrum Center, that's at 7 o'clock p.m. That's on Bally Sports. You can listen on WFNZ, October 12th. They wrap up their preseason at Philadelphia against uh, the Sixers, 7 o'clock p.m., on WFNZ. So, I mean, my my only takeaway here is that only two of these games are televised on Bally Sports, which is just and it, and it doesn't include the first two of the, of the preseason games. This baffles me. You, I, I just feel like we're 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 getting into. We just had the Hall of Fame game in the NFL. Everybody's pumped. Football is back now. Obviously, the NBA doesn't carry that kind of preseason anticipation. But if you're the local provider, wouldn't you want people to be like super pumped about Hornets basketball returning after being off for so long? October 2nd at Boston, just get a camera at the TD Garden. Let's go. What are we doing? 
Yeah, it's it's funny, and there is a typo here because I I thought there might be three games televised, but it says NBA.com's write up says Bally Sports Southeast will broadcast three of the Hornets preseason contests: October fifth versus Indiana, October seventh oh, wow. versus Boston. Oh, and it does, so it might not be a typo. Octo- October tenth versus Washington so it doesn't have those graphics when you look at the schedule the actual legitimate graphic they post along with the write-up it says they're going to broadcast three games but some oh, great play- now, now pay- they're just yeah, now not only are they not televising all of the games now they're just making it confusing like you just don't know if they're right but that's kind of my point is that there is we know right if, you, if you're a Carolina Panthers fan you know that all four preseason games are going to be available for you to watch. As a Hornets fan, unless you have league pass or know how to navigate, uh, you know the, the 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 dark corners of the internet, you have no guarantees that you're going to be able to see every single preseason game. And there are not a lot of them. There are only five. Right. It's so crazy I do. To me. I do think you are going to be able to watch three. So again, October 5th versus Indiana, October 7th versus Boston. That's taking place in Greensboro Coliseum, October 10th versus Washington spectrum center, seven o'clock. That's going to be on Valley sports Southeast. I'm seeing more of the outlets say three rather than two. Still to your point, you are getting two of these games. You're getting the first game, not televised. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I put, I took the press release. I copy and pasted Mm -hmm. the press release. This is not my fault. I have a baby. When do they play? Who knows if they actually play? Maybe we'll turn it on and we'll see something else instead. Yeah, what are you looking for in preseason, Doug? Are you looking for different... Because I I think we get to look at different stuff compared to Summer League because you're actually getting some real play from guys that are going to see the floor during the regular season. Is James Booknight going to be ready by that point? If so, I think Booknight would be an obvious answer to pay attention to here. Some of the younger guys still, I think Kai Jones is probably a storyline that carries over. I I wonder if Kai Jones gets real preseason minutes and how he might look because you do have a lot of big guys, right? It's not like you have a great center on the roster, but you do have a lot of big bodies. You do have Mason Plumlee, Mark Williams, Nick Richards, and Kai Jones pretty clearly plays center um, better than he does power forward. So uh, who, who's the odd man out? It seems like it's going to be Nick Richards, but he was getting starts during summer league. So I think the big man battle is still interesting. How does Mark Williams play with the starters? That, ball, I, I see some, how many yeah. lobs is Mark Williams catching mm-hmm. from LaMelo ball? I think those are the highlight kind of plays we're going to see. How much was Mark Williams impacted by the lack of point guard play in summer league? And does he look a lot better offensively? Because I think he's going to look similarly defensively. I just think he, he just sort of has a natural instinct about how to play on that end of the floor. I don't think we're going to see a massive dip from him defensively in the preseason that we saw in summer league. But offensively, I would hope that we see a little bit of a boost. I don't expect him to come right out of the gate and be an, an elite offensive player, but you would want to see a little bit of a boost now that he's playing with some legitimate point guards. But I don't think the big man battle is going to be what I'm watching most. It's going to be the battle for minutes on the wing. Uh, whatever happens with Miles Bridges, I- I'm pretty confident in saying this thing seems like it's going to drag on into the preseason and, and, and into the regular season as well. And so what, whatever the end result ends up being, I don't, I don't, and I'm speculating a little bit, but I, I'm not using any information that I've been given, but like, I don't expect him to be around for the start of the regular season either. And so I'm looking at battle on the wing right now, you know, Gordon Hayward, if he's not a member of the Miami heat, 
then uh, you know he looks to start on the wing. But then you've got Kelly Oubre behind him. How much do they use Cody Martin? Uh, how much do they use Jalen McDaniels, JT Thor? I mean, JT Thor has a real opportunity to yeah. get not just like spot minutes like he had in year one, but a legitimate place in Steve Clifford's early rotation. And if you get a place in Clifford's rotation early, you're going to have a tough time or, or, or it's going to be tough for you to lose it because we know Clifford likes consistency there and you've got a real chance to earn a legitimate spot in his late season rotation. So big, big time, big preseason for McDaniels and Thor. Do you have a favorite preseason memory? And I ask this, I'll give you some time to think about it because mine is PJ Washington's coming out party immediately upon stepping on the preseason mm. floor. Oh yeah. Remember, he did... first game too. I broke, broke some records for a three point. Oh yeah. In that first game. That was his career high until Sacramento the following year. Yeah. I mean, he, he scored, I forget. I mean, I know he's, I know he had seven threes because I believe that's still a rookie record. I know Chris Duarte got close, but I think that might be a rookie record in his debut for how many threes has ever been hit in an NBA game for that type of player. But yeah, PJ Washington did not play summer league at all because he was still injured. Remember he was had, I think he had that ankle injury when he was with Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. I think he was banged up a little bit. Doesn't play summer league plays in the preseason is awesome. And we're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Let's go ahead and see what happens in the regular season. And then he comes out guns a blazing. I mean, absolutely hitting everything that he takes. So PJ Washington, the preseason coming out party was fun to see. What is uh, is there a preseason memory that you have at all? And I know that's tough. I know I put you on the spot, but didn't. Uh, well, know yeah, listen, anytime the Hornets and Valley Sports decide to air a preseason game, I count that as one of my best memories. Anytime, anytime <laughs> they, you know, they, they just they just decide to let us pass peasants watch the preseason then uh, I appreciate it and it's one of my favorite memories it's funny you it's it's what end of the spectrum do you view yourself do you view yourself as a peasant because you can't watch or are they actually trying to do you a solid saying we will not subject you to preseason basketball which isn't summer league it's not summer league but preseason basketball I can't you got to be you got to be a sicko I think that's no, fair. No, 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 no. I don't think that's sicko. fair at all. I don't think that's okay. fair at all because I think okay. the NBA preseason, in 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 contrast, this is what boggles my mind. Like in contrast to the NFL, because there aren't as many players, and because you have such a limited time between when training camp starts to when you actually have to start playing in the regular season. The mm -hmm. preseason has become legitimately a place to see what you have in your lineup. Yeah, they're not going to play the same rotation minutes, but you're not, you know, you come into some of these NFL preseason games and you barely see the starters. That's not going to happen in NBA preseason, except it's maybe, maybe yeah. one game. One game yeah, you're going to get where it's like Jalen McDaniels plays 40 minutes. But but uh, otherwise, you're going to see a lot of a lot of your main rotation, which is like, again, boggles my mind. Like, why would you want to put that on TV? Well, I think people are especially now with LaMelo Ball. Maybe there was an argument in years past when you didn't have a TV draw. But LaMelo Ball, every time he yeah. steps on the floor, can do something incredible worthy of watching on television. Mm. Yep, there you go. Let's watch LaMelo. Yeah, and I, I feel that. Like, yeah, I, that, I think that deserves a coffee sip. Uh, please, Doug, you, you have an incredible ability to make something a thing. Please Violet. don't make when, when you like a take, <laughs> please don't make it a thing to sip your coffee because you coffee because you just delivered some what you big think swig. is brilliant. Now big listen, big take, big swig, my friend.
No, 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 no. Coming up swiggy, next, Locked on Hornets. Getting coming up swiggy next, with it. Coming up next on Locked on Hornets. No, we are not getting swiggy with anything. We are not doing that. <laughs> Keep that name out your bleeping mouth. Let's talk about Slam Ball instead. I think we can all get behind that. Apparently, it's going to make a return. So we'll discuss that coming up next, Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. So Round if you don't believe ball. in the moon landing, mm-hmm then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time, and I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise it's rather really than counterclockwise. It. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Getting swiggy with it did not leave my brain during the commercial break. I, I hate that I reminded my yourself of that. I hate that. But I, it didn't leave. It didn't leave. You can't I deny. You can't deny getting swiggy with it. When uh, I, when right. I get on it, when I get on a real one, when I get on a hot <laughs> it's one, so stupid. The only thing that cools it down is a hot swig of coffee. Okay. Uh, uh, before we, right. what's wrong with the word swig? Is there is there something uh, no, nothing, you don't no, like about the not, word swig? No, no, it has nothing to do. Swig is a great word. Absolutely, use that however you want. I just don't want this to be one of those things, right? Stangin, file it. <laughs> You you have this ability where you want to you you want to create a million me. different T-shirts. Yes, it it's is not you. me. Listen, it's it the commenters. You. I say no, I say no, these ridiculous no, things, you, and the commenters love you, it. No, you force it. You say file it, put it, file it, put it, it the, and yes, uh, put I, it put it in the comment. If you like, keep hey, well, of course they're gonna like it. Big swig. Here we go. Of course, of uh, course, you're gonna like it. What I don't want, no, you do not get off this. One I'm thing jealous. I don't want, I don't want it to be this big swig when you, because it's all, it's all self encouraging. It's all God. That was so oh, good. This was and such that's a great really, it's, take. It's unfortunate. It is more of a visual gag. So for those folks that are are listening, mm-hmm. here you go. Oh, don't slurp. Oh, that's don't. I'm, actually, that big wasn't swig. as bad. I thought you were gonna have some nasty slurp of the coffee. All right. What is Ira talking about, Doug? Yeah, yeah. Before we do the slam ball stuff, which I'm so I'm, I cannot be more excited uh, about slam not? ball and its possible return in 2023. But before we get to that, I did uh, pull up the Sun Sentinel where the Miami Heat beat writer Ira Winderman had some things to say about this Gordon Hayward rumor. Uh, someone asked him, so now the Heat are turning to Gordon Hayward. Where did that one come from? And the answer from Ira was. From the void of anything tangible circulating around the NBA the first week of August, as the Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell conversation seemingly has moved to the back burner, I can appreciate the linkage between the Heat and Gordon Hayward since there has been previous interest. But you are talking about Hayward being due $30 million this coming season and then $31.5 million in 23-24 plus a 15% trade kicker. Yeah, we don't we, we forgot about that Walker. He has a 15% trade kicker meaning it's it's even more difficult to trade him because he gets a lot of money if he's traded. Okay. Yeah. And 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 that is and the back to Ira here. And that is for a player who turns 33 this coming season. It would seem that ship has sailed unless the Heat choose to be all in during Kyle Lowry's final two seasons under contract with Hayward's contract aligning to that timetable. But even then, it's not as if Duncan Robinson's 16.9 million gets you close enough to the required matching salaries. And Robinson and Tyler Hero would appear an excessive price for a player who's appeared in only 49 games last season and just 44 the previous season. Yeah, so it, it sounds like he he's not putting a whole lot of he faith that this is going to happen. Yeah. Well, 
and and I was trying to get this when you're reading this at the beginning, but he said the void. This comes from the void that is the early August portion of the offseason. So really, we are getting our binoculars out and looking for the rumors that sound juicy, which is deep, all to we say. Are deep in the, we are deep in yes. the NBA's. We are deep in the NBA's upside down. I just got no spoilers, but I just got done watching Stranger Things season four. And boy, what an ending, folks. Wow. Um, but we are deep in the NBA's upside down right now. Which is all to say, I don't even know. Pat Riley's a Demi Gorgon. That's all to say that <laughs> he he looks a lot better than the Demi Gorgons do. He looks so much better. How much do you believe? I'm glad we we're bringing this up again because I didn't even mention this in the first segment. Doug, I don't even know how much I believe this to be honest with you. Oh, I mean, okay. Wow. I, well, like if this is coming in, but from it's a, but one, an NBA executive said it. <laughs> that, that's yeah. I guess that's true. Are you an I, NBA I mean, I executive? What, what I level? So. What what level of executive? You know what what level of NBA executive is this? One source where you don't match it with anybody else, and then you throw this thing out, and then it grabs traction because of aggregation, because we need it, because we've been recycling Donovan Mitchell content so much, and then now here is putting a nice it in the microwave. Limb. Popcorn setting. Yeah. Popcorn yeah. setting level two. Don't ever use if your popcorn setting has two settings. Just trust me. They haven't made popcorn for the first setting on a popcorn setting on your microwave. They haven't made that first level of a popcorn setting on your Mm -hmm. microwave. They haven't made popcorn that size in like 40 years. It's always the second setting on the popcorn setting on your microwave. Just a word to the wise. I didn't even know there were multiple... Re, there are multiple settings for your popcorn button on your microwave on mine there is yeah there are like three levels hmm. i've I found that the second level is the sweet spot the third level you're coming out with little black kernels but second level that's it beautiful i i haven't used the popcorn button for popcorn on the microwave in a long time i used to love as a kid when that popcorn thing would flash instead of the time when we get there like every seven seconds or so i was waiting for it it was like watching the graphic on your computer screen trying to see if it would go in the corner and fit like a puzzle piece popcorn seeing that on the microwave it was nice to see i'm a big ad 30 second guy anyways we can move on yeah let's talk about slam ball slam ball was awesome. When did this thing go away from us, Doug? I mean, it, we've been without slam ball for a long time. Well, it went it went away in the kind of early aughts. It came in the early aughts and went away pretty quickly, but then made a <laughs> small comeback uh, in like the 2010s. And now is seemingly, according to these reports, uh, and it, this is coming out on the 20th anniversary of its television debut, slam ball founder Mason Gordon told TMZ Sports that the league will return in summer of 2023. If you don't know what slam ball is, uh, number one, Google it. Number two, YouTube it, uh, because this is an amazing sport that combines it combines football, it combines basketball, it combines trampolines. It's all Which is together. the most important part. <laughs> it's a contact sport. It's a basketball sport. It's high flying. It's dunkalicious. It's beautiful. And I miss it every single day. I watch the comeback, but I, I watch the comeback knowing that it wasn't real. So I really hope this is real. And if you didn't know, Walker, I don't know if you knew this, but one of the people that bankrolled Slam Ball in its early days was Mike Tolan. Do you recognize that name? I don't. I don't. Okay. I'll tell you, if you don't recognize that name, you might recognize this, The Last Dance. 
Mike Tolan is a television producer and was behind the, he made the last dance and he has been involved in a lot of the ESPN 3030 documentaries as well. So here's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm kind okay. of pulling out my tinfoil a little bit. I'm saying Mike Tolan, the last dance that was very successful. People wanted to watch that. It was a big TV event. Who was star? Who was the star of the last dance Walker? You know, this name, you Mike know Tolan. this name. Oh, sorry. No, no, not know. Mike Tolan. The other Mike, <laughs> Michael <laughs> Jordan. Mike. You know who is good at basketball? Michael Jordan. So could Michael okay. Jordan, could Mike Tolan convince Mike Jordan to get on board with the slam ball revolution? To get on board. I What I thought you might be doing, trying to create a link to where we see Michael Jordan jumping on a trampoline and dunking a basketball. Wow, well, it would make the seems, comeback way easier. It, it would be. Although, that would you be know, disastrous. I don't know. It's it's a brutal sport. I mean, you have to, to it's, dunk it's it. It's really brutal. I mean, you tell, look, Mike play, Michael played in the 90s, and I get that that was a much more physical brand of basketball, but it has nothing on slam ball, where if you go in for a dunk, you could end up with bruised ribs, a, a busted spleen. You could get split in half by one of the defenders under the goal who can just Love jump on a guys. trampoline and spear you. Just the anchors that are supposed to time the jump and try to jump straight up, block your shot. I miss slam ball. I mean, I'm glad it's back. But What's I'm it going to be you, on? Mike Tolan, Michael Jordan. Who knows? Put it on any channel. I'm ready. On, it stream, it it's be, not on a channel. We don't do channels. It was streaming. It's got to be on right. streaming well, somewhere. It used to be on, what was it? Is that G4? What was yeah, that G4 channel? G4 used to be okay. uh, Spike TV. You know, it's all of those kind Ninja of things. Ninja Warrior, man. Used to watch G4 for Ninja Warrior. Those guys well, were crazy. This, I don't know if you knew this, but Slam Ball failed to catch on primarily because the league owners, the people who created this sport, uh, did not want to turn it into wrestling. Like, didn't want to turn it into sort of a televised, almost fake event. They really wanted to keep the sport pure. They liked the idea of the sport. And so the television people were like, well, to keep it on TV, I don't know if you ever used to watch those. Oh, man, I, I can't even remember the name of it. But as a kid, I watched these shows where, like, it was like a Ninja Warrior competition, but it was all kind of like pro wrestling and and martial arts mixed together. Yeah. Do you remember this at all? Not, not really. I, I did watch it for, I did watch it for mostly Ninja Warrior to see those guys go at it, and then Slam Ball when it was on. I, I thought it was on that channel. There was, a, but there I don't was remember a anything else. Yeah, there was a product that mixed martial arts and like professional wrestling storylines, and there were characters, and it was this whole like battle kind of thing. I think that's what they wanted to turn Slam Ball into, where there were like behind the scenes storylines and different things. And Slam Ball was like, no, we just want to, we just want to jump on trampolines and dunk basketballs. <laughs> we want this to be a legitimate watch. sport. So now they get their. Third Third times, you know, third chance, third times a charm. Mike Tolan, I'm hoping he can, you know, use his last dance connection. Uh, hopefully he doesn't wrestle Isaiah Thomas into this because he's ruined enough professional sporting organizations. Don't yeah. bother with Isaiah Thomas. Go to the real source, Michael Jordan. Let's go. Hornets connection. Maybe we get a Charlotte team, Charlotte Slam Ball team. I would love that. And that's worthy of a big swig.
All right, that'll do it for Locked On Hornets. Please, listeners, do not make this a thing and do not make me deal with this. <laughs> we will uh, be back with you on Monday. Thanks for hopping on with us every uh, single episode this week. Been doing every Hornets box score for you. Also been doing the regular show as well. Make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Just 30-minute daily updates on everything going on in the association. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update again in just 30 minutes. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. 